So hello, friends. Welcome to Find Your Career Calling podcast, dedicated to helping you find your next step outside of university, but learning about different roles in different industries from the professionals themselves. So I've got a really, really exciting episode today. I know it's been a minute since the podcast has been updated, but there has been an extended hiatus as I myself have graduated from university. And this episode is super special as I'll tell you a little bit about my journey into transitioning from my humanities anthropology degree into the world of tech and more specifically user experience. It's also extra special as this is the first time I'm collaborating with another humanities graduate transitioning into becoming a web developer. Now I'll let her introduce herself but this girl has been doing such a great job that I just had to reach out to her on LinkedIn and make friends. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, MJ. It's so great to be here. Um, yeah, so hi, everybody. My name is Omamari, but Omams for short. And similar to MJ, I graduated six months ago, actually, so last summer, and I did philosophy and Spanish, so also humanities degree. And I, yeah, so I recently transitioned into becoming a web designer and developer. And yeah, what else, what else, how should I introduce myself? So in this, she's being so humble right now. <laughs> so in this episode, we are just going to tell you because uh, the transition into tech is a bit tricky, especially because obviously we're not technical people. We both did humanities degrees and we thought it'll be quite a good episode to, to basically tell people that tech is open for everyone of all disciplines. And this episode will hopefully teach you how to go about doing that. So for me, I went to product design slash research coming from my social research background. And Oma actually was more brave than me and went straight to the technical role of being becoming a developer. So I think we should start with just talking about the what attracted us to the tech industry, first of all, and how we decided to transition from a seemingly, you know, different background to to the world of tech yeah yeah it does when you first hear it it does sound like such different world but I think so for me I knew I wanted I wanted a skill where I could work from anywhere that was like when I did my year abroad um, I was in Spain and South America and I was always meeting people who were like working remotely and I was like when I would meet people I would always be like yes this is what I want for myself so I decided I knew that I wanted a skill for that and I'd always kind of been interested in coding and like just building things online I think what I love about the internet is that I always say it's like the greatest equalizer because Mm. internet it doesn't really matter who you are what matters is what can you create what can you build what can you produce and so I knew that okay I love websites and like the, the fact that you can literally like have no barriers to entry wake up one day and like all your ideas you have in your head like create on online mm-hmm. so I was like okay I want to go into this side of it and if the, someone will there'll always be people who need websites who need um an online like, aspect of their business so I was like yeah this is this is what I want to go into yeah that's really cool I think your reason is more kind of practical in the sense that you're actually looking at future employing prospects but for me I agree with the whole work being able to work remotely for me traveling has always been really really important Um, I don't mind working hard as as long as I know where I can work if that makes sense so I kind of focused more on the culture of the industry I suppose so Mm -hmm. during university I kind of interned in a variety of places like finance tried a bit of marketing and all of that and I quite like the relaxed atmosphere because I'm quite easygoing and I didn't really like wearing 
you know, corporate clothes and having to be in an office nine to five, the typical nine to five chain to your desk kind of lifestyle. So I wanted to be in an industry that was also full of young people um, that was more relaxed. And yeah, just coming from that, what you've just said, like an industry with a really bright future. And obviously technology is, is only going to get better and accelerate in its development. So I came across user experience, which is which is in a part of the tech industry that I've never really heard of. But when I was doing a tech sales internship, someone spotted that, you know, my background was in anthropology and I really liked chatting to people. And I wasn't, I've, I've had my, I attempted to do uh, HTML, CSS, Python kind of beginner courses while I was in university um, with Code First Girls. And I wasn't really that great at it because I'm quite, um, I'm not, detail orientated as you I suppose um so I really wanted a job that was within tech that didn't really require me to code so I think people have this notion that you know tech equals developers but actually yeah I was gonna say that yeah whole host of jobs that doesn't you know you don't need to code um and I thought that was going to be in sales try my hand at sales and although you know sales is a very very important skill I, did, I just didn't see myself, you know, going full-time and developing a career in, sale, in tech sales. So I was, I was a bit stuck and I was so glad that this person kind of, you know, spotted me and kind of mentored me to go down the UX route, which is this kind of nascent field, or it's not really nascent, but it's been rebranded quite recently. And yeah, I decided to, after my marketing internship in finance, to, to really pursue this UX thing. Um, how about yourself? I think very similar, like there's, there's so many different, like in tech, when people hear tech, they automatically think of de- being a developer, but there are so many different aspects. And actually like similar to yourself, before I did the coding bootcamp, I was looking at the kind of the sales aspect because like selling software just seems so interesting and the fact that software is something that is like intangible so it scales really like easily you can mm-hmm. you don't, it's not like selling a physical product where you have to think about like delivery and like getting it to the end user software and once they've bought it in an email they've got it and you can sell like high kind of high ticket software yeah um, so I definitely just consider that but then I think part of my nature is I love like just kind of creating things and like having going from idea to execution and not having with the internet, you can literally do that in minutes. You don't have mm-hmm. to ask for permission or like there's, there's so many free things you can use. So I was like, okay, I really want to go down the route of being able to create products, websites or web apps or yeah, software that it can then like help so many people. And I think that's, that's another thing. The reason I think why tech is the future is so bright is because of, how many different people it can affect at one time. Yeah. Like with the internet, millions, if not billions of people can see what yeah. you've done and you literally can just be in your house. And I think are- the common theme here is like, we both kind of seek freedom. Yeah, for <laughs> Freedom sure. from like whatever we want to do. And I think tech is such a great industry for yeah, that. For sure. We all have like personal values, whether we thought about it or not. And for me, like freedom has always been one of my top personal values. And for me, it's just the really, I think like the freedom to choose yeah. and the freedom to have options that I can choose from is like the highest freedom. So yeah, I agree for sure. So I guess the next part I think is telling the listeners how we manage to gain uh, 
the skills to go to this industry. Obviously, we've got existing skills that we yeah. can talk about, especially the soft skills. But I guess, you know, coming from a non-traditional computer science or engineering background, we kind of lack the skill, the, the technical skills or the know-how even um, for the tech industry. The next bit is kind of our experiences with the boot camp. And mm. uh, I, I think I'll start actually with how I decided to go into bootcamp instead of a master's. Mm. So I had an offer to do human computer interaction design in one of the universities. But what I realized after I finished my bachelor's was I'm really quite practical and I just didn't see myself doing more essays or mm. kind of looking at the academic work of HCI. And I really just wanted to learn the professional skills and the tools that's needed to be a UX professional. And then I was doing a bunch of research into how I could go about doing this in the most cost-effective way. And I came across Flatiron School that seemed the most comprehensive and offered a remote option to do a remote boot camps. So I guess let's backtrack a bit, like explain to people what a boot camp is. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really sure how to explain a boot camp. <laughs> a boot yeah. camp is kind of a program that could be online or offline. Yeah. That is a short, it's like a condensed period of time. So like doing, is it, yeah, like a course that you do online or offline. It's a condensed period of time. So it can be any from like nine weeks up to like basically two months to like nine months because mm-hmm. so mine was two months whereas your work yours was six nine months i'm oh, sorry six, six months, months yeah but then there are some that are can go on for a bit longer so they there's all different like lengths so you really have to research what what experience you want and yeah and then choose they are typically a lot cheaper and a lot shorter than most degrees yeah um in saying that some obviously the you know higher education and some employers are still a bit snobby about people having masters as opposed to being in a boot camp but luckily that's changing now um mm. and that's definitely something that i had to wait up way up um when i was making my decision but how about yourself did you have any inkling to do a computer science masters yeah i actually did at one point but this is when because i feel like what ha- what happens is like at, before you graduate there's so many different you're talking to people everyone's like really figuring out what am i trying to do and like mm. you like exploring lots of different routes so I did consider looking at like a computer science master's degree because there's a few that you can go into because I did maths at A level mm. and then I did that uh, a bit of logic um, in part, part of my philosophy degree mm. um, I was I was able to like I would have been able to do like a computer science master's so I did have a look but then similar to you it's just a practical element like it's like if I'm learning something that is basically all about building I'd rather build than write essays on how to build like for me it's just like more intuitive to actually like learn by doing I I really know I really feel like I'm a person who loves to learn by doing so yeah I was like okay I want to do something practical um, and I've been speaking about learning to code for ages. I, mm. Originally, I was going to do an online one. Um, mm. And then I spoke to a friend and, and he was like, oh, I have a friend who just did. So I did La Wagon. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I have a friend who just did La Wagon. You should speak to her. And I spoke to her and she really, I mean, she didn't sugarcoat it. She said it was really great, but there was like, obviously nothing. A lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. And you still have to like, you're not just going to get a job straight away. You still have to do mm. your own stuff outside. But I think what I really loved about it is the fact that for me, it wasn't really about getting a job. It was having the skills to create mm. products which I really I, I think that's a really amazing thing to have so and this one was a, a more expensive than the one I was originally going to do but I thought okay the one I did which is the wagon it has such a few a good reputation and there's so many alumni around the world and it has more of an entrepreneurial focus which is what also what, why I really liked it so yeah. I was like yeah practical it's entrepreneurial and they and they package it in a way it's not just learning to code it's learning mm. to create products and learning to create things that are providing solutions to the actual 
actual like customers yeah i think that's one of the main things that i'm now that i'm working as well uh that that's really crucial it's not just about skill set i think a lot of developers you know anyone working in tech need to have that kind of product management mindset they really need to know you know the business side of things as well but where this product is going Mm. um you can't just be siloed when you're working in a in 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 tech i don't think well if you are a good worker in tech um I think that's a really good segue to just breaking down the content of, you know, the Lee Wagon uh, bootcamp. And I think it'll be beneficial if you can give a bit of review, I guess, like a snip review of what you thought while it's still kind of fresh because you've only graduated two months ago. Yeah. Uh, what you found was found really great. Anything that exceeded your expectations or anything that really surprised you or you found really challenging and how you overcame, you know, the challenges. Because it was quite a, ve- it's a, it was a very intense, like two month course, wasn't it? Yeah. No, you asked so many good questions and like so many questions I've really like asked myself when I've reflected on it I definitely say for me what I really took from it was the fact that so many like challenges are really just meant like your perception and like how you react to them because when I first started the boot camp it was we were basically we started learning um ruby so and ruby is like a back-end language that you use to do like logic mm-hmm. um so you have to be you have to be really logical in terms of the way you think and at first when i would approach because the, the structure of it is that every day we'd have like a, a lecture for like an hour and a mm-hmm. half and then we would start challenges and the challenges we would do from when the lecture ends until the end of the day and then we'd have a live code at the end of the day where somebody would get in front get up in front of the car class and code and like do a challenge but would all kind of help mm-hmm. and what i found is the first like the first like week two weeks i i realized what i was struggling with is like being overwhelmed by the problem so i a problem and if I couldn't like solve it straight away it was more like my response to like feel overwhelmed and my kind of brain would like be like okay I can't do this I can't do this and like rather than just looking at the challenge or problem for what it was Mm -hmm. and I think when I started to realize that it started to get a bit kind of a bit easier like in terms of like being like okay just look at it for what it is don't react in your mind just take it step by step and another thing I realized is that so much of like coding or like building a product is really just saying okay this is I'm at point a I want to get to point z how do I break this down in lots of little steps to be able to do it and it's like you you can't I think breaking it down is what makes it easier and what makes it yeah. more realistic is I found when I was trying to like tackle something all at once is when it was most difficult so I say yeah. It was really that kind of self-awareness that wow so many problems can be solved it's just you need to it's just a lot of the times it's just the approach that really determines how you're going to solve it um and I really loved okay so my I did the boot camp in Italy in Milan uh, because it was it was going on at the time I wanted to go and it just made sense so I decided to go there and I, I loved like going to new cities and stuff so my boot camp like there was like quite obviously quite a few Italians because mm-hmm. it's in Italy and then the rest of us were from like US UK um and a few other countries but um yeah it was really it was really also interesting because so I had recently graduated there's another guy who recently graduated and it was like a business owner like an entrepreneur mm-hmm. then people like different backgrounds people in finance um advertising so there's people from all different backgrounds which was really cool because you're spending eight ten hours a day together and you're really learning a lot about each other um so yeah that was really cool and just like learning all the different backgrounds people came from and then working in a team so the final three weeks we worked in teams to build like two different products mm-hmm. um one the first one was like an airbnb style product and then the mm-hmm. second one was our actual product um but in my team we built the same thing over I think it was we worked on the same product 
because our original product was going to be a marketplace in Airbnb. So we thought we'd spend more time on that rather than doing an Airbnb yeah. clone. Um, and it was really interesting because my role on the team was kind of being like product manager. And it was, I learned so much, like I would get so stressed and so worried about us doing things or be, things being done to really good standard. And then it was like, but why am I even worrying? Worrying doesn't actually help anything or, st- or stressing doesn't actually produce anything. What really gave us the results we wanted was like communicating well, being calm, everyone just like doing their piece and like bringing it together there were so many different aspects of the boot camp that learning to approach challenges in a step-by-step way yeah. then also working in a team working with people from different backgrounds and I think yeah. that's why this boot camp was so good because it this is what the real world is like if you get a job or if you got your own business is incorporating all these different things and absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah it's really yeah. and what, what about yours my boot camp was a lot different from you technically of course because it was focused more on design mm-hmm. um so mine was in Flatiron School user experience design and I decided to do offline just because I don't live in London um, and the yeah the flat iron classes would have been in London and I didn't want to commute so I did my online and it was a bit tricky and you know I was talking to you throughout some of it there was a lot of pain pains as well because uh, most of my classmates and my instructors were based in America so the time difference there was that time difference element and thankfully my, the, my flat iron actually was bought by WeWork so I was able to work in the WeWork offices in Cambridge um, which helped a lot but I think I would say that if I could do it again and I was you know the same person I would probably do it online if I could uh, yeah, not online uh, offline just because doing it in person really makes a difference I think from what you've said mm. it's really really hard trying to motivate yourself just by yourself if that makes sense like obviously yeah. my instructor was there we'd have weekly check-ins we'll have lectures on zoom and it is really great I think having an on- online option is always great especially if you're a working parent or you know you have another multiple jobs at the time I didn't I wasn't working I was fully in the boot camp so I think it would have been more beneficial for me because I had the extra time to actually be in there in person I think the main thing about boot camps is you get what you put you get what you put in and a lot of it is self-discipline mm. and being really true to why you're doing it I really really wanted to get a job that was like my end goal of my boot camp because I knew that I was going to be focused on the research rather than the design that than visual design it was still good because I did learn the sketch which is the main tool that you ex- designers use I learned a lot, a lot about like graphic design and uh, like the basics of that which I didn't know but I really really wanted my, my goal was always to become a user researcher coming from my anthropology, anthropology background and I knew that I just needed to put that into practice in a real job so I, my that really the end goal of the boot camp was for me to get a job which was a bit different from, from, from your reasons mm-hmm. and after about five weeks into my boot camp I took the plunge and decided to arrange a meet up uh, in Cambridge and it was actually there that I found a colleague the, my future colleague who told me like who, who was a UX designer after I reached out to her asking for advice and and any kind of work experience that I could do she informed me of the the vacancy in her company and that's how I applied and how I got my job now so I think boot camps are definitely really really useful in a lot of ways but I think it's the onus is also on the person to be proactive so yeah like meetups are just amazing I, I volunteered at UX Live uh, in November as well met some really great people got some great contacts and it's also yeah, it's also new I think it's really important if you're transitioning into a new industry so I have I had a lot of contacts throughout my degree throughout my university life because I was doing a lot of networking events with law firms and finance so I had a lot of contacts in those industries but 
in UX as a, as a sub-industry. I didn't know anyone really. And meetups is just such a great way to meet people in your industry, especially if you're completely new to it. So I would definitely recommend it. I think I would definitely recommend a bootcamp if you are keen to just get stuck in real real work. Because masters, mm. masters is really, it's a lot of commitment. It's, a, it's at least a year, sometimes 18 months. The financial commitment as well, it's an extra, it's, it's debt. And I met a lot of people who were still looking for jobs when I, when I volunteered in UX Live, who all had masters. And I'm sure down the road, it, will, it might put them ahead of someone in a job interview, perhaps, who don't have a masters. But, you know, I was really surprised because I did manage to get a job before they did, just from a bootcamp. And I wasn't even, I haven't even, finish the bootcamp yet at the time so I think a lot of it is yourself and what you mentioned before like kind of a lot of self-awareness of what you can bring to the company and the projects that you do (laughs) for sure yeah and because if you really if you think about it from an employer's perspective like so you're an employer you're you're going to pay somebody to produce something for the company whether it's like something tangible like it's either going to be like results or product or I don't know they're producing something it makes so much sense to hire somebody who has proven in the past that they've built things rather than talking about all their knowledge. Like you just want someone who can actually do things. And I think mm. that's why nowadays building, like having side projects or doing things where you're actually showing what you can build is so much more valuable than just like talking about the, like the theory side because yeah if you can show that you've done something in the past that's a way to convince someone okay this is yeah. what i've done in the past i can do it in the future and i think that's why from an employee from an employer's perspective sorry it's so attractive to have an employee who yeah. has actually built stuff in the past and it doesn't even matter mm. like i always say this to uni students and this is part of the reason why i started remote grad is like whether mm. you've built a newsletter a podcast a website it just shows that you're someone who takes initiative like you mm know how to create you know how to have an idea go from idea to execution and I think that's one of the most like, valuable skills you can have regardless of whether you code or don't code the mm. fact that you've taken initiative is such and if you think about it in everyday life that's such an attractive trait you, to see mm. in a, another human okay this person has really like had an idea in their head and they created it in real life it's like yeah I want to I want to do things with this person I want to get to know this person because it's like just yeah it's just a, I think it's an amazing thing to do Absolutely. And that segues nicely to the wonderful project that you have. So she was being too humble in the beginning. This girl, I I actually found out about her. She was on LinkedIn, you know, marketing remote grad, which is such a great idea. I wish I thought of it. And yeah, just tell the listeners what it's about, because I think it really links into the next topic, which is the joys of working remotely and flexible working. No, so you're so right. Such a good segue. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so basically remote grad, essentially my 30 second pitch is that remote grad is a platform where you have like over 100 resources that you can use to build side projects whilst you search for a remote job to begin a remote career the idea is that like when you're in university often you're not built it's not really you don't really build side projects because you're focused in on like assignments or working and stuff and that's what I think can make it difficult to get a job when you actually leave university because you haven't really there's no if you apart from internships and stuff often there isn't anything to show okay this is what I can do even if you can do stuff if you don't have side projects a bit harder to convince employers especially remote employers so yeah the second part of it is basically helping students and recent grads get a remote job because um like I mentioned before like the idea of working remotely for me is I love it so much Mm -hmm. and especially at university I didn't really ever hear about 
having a remote job because it's mm. the thing is it seems new but actually it's not new because it's been around wow. since like the 1960s that like, moms used to work um, mm-hmm. from home and stuff because of like the flexibility but in terms of when you think about university and like so you went to Durham I went to Durham for a bit and I tried we went to, to traditional <laughs> unis yeah just yeah like, show corporate jobs in our, down yeah. our throats. yeah and like and the thing is is like if that's what you want to do there's mm-hmm. absolutely nothing wrong wrong about it but it's just mm-hmm. like where is the variety like where are the options for me to mm-hmm. choose and I think remote having a remote job really provides that because there's all sorts of things you can do remote you can be a developer you can be a designer you can do sales um you can do customer support you can do copywriting you can do marketing if you think about it most most people are going to work when they're going to work they're going to sit at a desk to work on a computer mm-hmm. like most jobs nowadays require some sort of like access to the internet and if you really think about it it doesn't always have to be done in the office and that's mm-hmm. what the idea of working remotely is it's saying okay you can really be productive from anywhere it doesn't always have to be mm-hmm. in an office but the thing is having said that obviously remote working isn't like perfect there's, there's it has its pros but it also has its cons like some of the cons is that you might be working by yourself so you don't have like that team camaraderie mm-hmm. like that team spirit. absolutely yeah yeah you might not be able to set boundaries um, mm-hmm. your work in your home but having said that I think those cons just really push you to be a more productive more intentional person with your time you really have to like think what am I doing and the thing is is it's easy to get lost in work but I think like I always say it's the freedom to be able to choose and the freedom yeah absolutely say, okay, maybe I want to work from home today but tomorrow maybe I'll go and work in a co-working mm-hmm. space or mm-hmm. um, I don't know there's so many spaces around that you can work in Um, absolutely yeah yeah it's just it's just I love the being able to choose and I think when more people realize okay you actually do have this ability to choose it's like it opens you up you're like there's so many other things you can do with time as well isn't it and it's so great because I think you know traditional companies are are kind of implementing it it's slowly happening in finance you know flexible working is slowly happening and you know it's mostly it's like one day a week or if you're ill they kind of have this protocol to work from home. But I'm really blessed because I'm in a company right now that allows me to actually work remotely three days a week and then go into the office two days a week. Uh, And and that kind of with everyone as well, if anyone has something to do, like an appointment, they're allowed to work from anywhere. Um, And and it's great because, you know, like you said, it's more, it's more, um, the freedom is on you. And it's, I like the feeling that my employer, like, trust me, they don't need, they they don't need to, I don't feel my, managed yeah. but again it's you know the 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 thing with it is you have to be very very self-disciplined um yeah productive yeah everything's kind of internal because the onus is all on you to um put the right time if you're you know sometimes i literally i'm so exhausted i i sleep in till 11 a.m but i'm working till 9 p.m mm. and it's fine like you'll see my slack on and my boss knows I'm working kind of thing um and and that's fine as long as I'm delivering the same set of work and I think it is a lot of flexible work and remote working is a lot of self-discipline and freedom which is a a thing (laughs) this whole thing is all about yeah exactly um and being self-reliant and yes the the loneliness thing is real I think I felt that in it's great because I think my experience with the boot camp really prepared me for the experience working remotely Mm -hmm. as well the 
loneliness aspect of this is there. Even if you go to a co-working space where you might not necessarily know everyone, it's still hard when you go into the office and everyone's kind of, you know, knows, knows what's been happening. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is kind of making sure that you do have to include yourself a bit more and you do have to put the right systems in place so that you're always kept in the loop. So I think it is a bit of you and a bit of kind of your employer making sure that the remote workers are being included into things. Exactly, um, yeah. So yeah, just going back to remote grad, can you kind of give a run of how you came up with the idea and how you you know went from idea to execution as you love to say yeah <laughs> and uh, what are your plans for remote grad going forward if you're if you, if you can share because I know you've got some big visions right now after finishing your boot camp yeah so okay so I did my year abroad in 2017 to 2018 and I always talk about it because it was just such a life-changing experience mm. like I traveled a bit before but I never really lived in a different place for a long period of time so I spent semester one in Valencia in Spain and then semester two and that summer um so eight months months in total for semester two in the summer in in South America so I, I was in Ecuador for five months doing semester two and then the three months in summer I was traveling so I went to Peru Bolivia Chile Argentina Brazil and Brazil and wow. like yeah just so yes <laughs> I just went to Malta I just went to one island in the Mediterranean and you went continent hopping <laughs> the thing is I was like this is my chance. I can yeah. travel. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to make the most of it. And meeting so many different people. But it's the thing is, is that I was meeting so many different people, but everything, when you, when you meet different people, you realize so many things are the same. Like so many humans have, yeah. are the same. And I'm getting really philosophical here, but for me, it's just, you realize that so many people are the same. Everyone wants the freedom to be able to choose the life that they want to be able to spend time with their family and like so I knew that traveling then I was like right I have to do something that gives me the freedom to travel and be anywhere because I love traveling as well Mm -hmm. so when I came back in final year it was like March I was in Cyprus for like a holiday with my brother and I was like okay I can't see any because at that time I was like I was thinking I want a remote job and I was like I can't see any job boards that have remote jobs just for junior like junior positions people who are just starting out there's so many remote um job boards out there there's no desk awesome jobs we work remotely but there's nothing dedicated to just junior positions so I was like right if I'm thinking this maybe that there are other people thinking this so I was like Mm -hmm. okay and before I build a website by anything Mm because I've tried different things in the past and like they haven't always worked so I was like okay before I do spend any money let me just start a Facebook group and if this Facebook group grows then I know that there's other people who are interested in this idea and so I was like okay I was started to add my friends started to add other university students and recent grads and people were interested and like wanted to see what remote jobs are out there and yeah so just like from there then a few months afterwards I think it was like June May or June I was like okay I'm going to create a website for it now just so there's a dedicated platform outside of Facebook and yeah I just started going from there and like for me it's just I think it's just the knowledge that there's so many remote jobs out there and then I, I was like, okay, even though it's just remote jobs, I want people to know that there's so many things you can do mm-hmm. whilst you're waiting. So that's why I started adding all the resources because yeah. there's so many resources out there. Like, people don't, like free code camp 
there's people mm. on there who've like spent nine months have a full-time job spend nine months and like every day after work learn teach themselves how to code like there's yeah. all these different resources out there and i think many people don't know because especially in traditional universities mm. there's no one really telling you you have to really see yeah. all these things out yeah so i was like yeah okay if i'm interested in this i'm sure there must be other people and there were and like it just grew from there and like at the moment it's kind of like the idea is there but I've kind of I think I haven't really I haven't really been putting my all into it just because I've like started freelancing and stuff Mm. but I think my plan for it is just to continue like being useful to people and for people like to continue to get to know that it actually exists and like yeah. there's remote jobs out there there's resources out there that you can build side projects and like basically show future employers what you're capable of even yeah. before you have a job yeah um, so yeah that's that's remote grad <laughs> yay remote grad yeah it's really, really great we'll definitely put the link and hopefully yeah. people will check it out i guess the next bit is just i really you mentioned that you're going to be a freelancer and i think this is really really important because a lot of people they don't want to go freelance until they know they, they think they have to be expert at, at what they're doing like so sometimes you know young people unless they've done the same thing for like three four or five years they don't really go freelance um and a lot of it is you know just feeling intimidated as a beginner mm-hmm. so you've graduated two months ago from web development right like mm-hmm. becoming a developer um can you kind of give a run through of your journey so far i know it's very very early days mm-hmm. of becoming a freelancer and what's that how you're taking just so that someone hearing this could could kind of you know see the beginning of a blueprint of how to go about doing it yeah so I think the first steps are like having a portfolio that you can show people and then just putting yourself out there to like friends family and then also like yeah putting yourself out there telling people okay this is what I'm doing now so people know and there's so so in the past what I've recently learned the past few weeks like speaking to clients putting up proposals is that it's really just about how much you're willing to constantly put yourself out there with everything there will always be loads of no's but you just have to keep trying and like sometimes it'll be a yes then it'll be a no then it'll be waiting for ages but you just have to keep trying and I think I would suggest like perhaps having like having sometimes what people do is have a full-time job on the side and then um have a full-time job on the side and then start freelancing i had some savings i was like okay this will be okay like as i build clients up and stuff like that but i think it's really a lot of it is mindset and a lot of it is this idea in your mind you have to know that you might think one thing and but then there's there's so many people out there who don't think the same thing and the reason i say this in terms of like pricing and stuff often Mm. pricing can be one of those things you're like I don't know how much to price but then it's like just because you think something really expensive no one will pay for it doesn't mean that there's not there's no one Mm. who would actually pay for it it's just about how you see like opportunity and the type of people you want to market to but in terms of practical advice I definitely say portfolio you can build projects whilst you're waiting to get like your first gig um and then like looking at what other freelancers have done how they've formatted their portfolio on youtube oh my gosh youtube has so much youtube is we don't need to go to university youtube yeah. is the YouTube, literally youtube is the university <laughs> when you really think about it so much uh, you can learn on youtube like just be able people can spread so much information on youtube i definitely say youtube and just like just don't be afraid to put yourself out there and that's something i'm really learning a lot more because i think at first i would like hear no's and then i'll just kind of inside be a bit deflated but it's like mm. even if one person says no they might say yes like, like i recently sent a proposal 
and um, the person got back to me was like, okay, thank you so much. What, what you wrote was really great. Like, really love your ideas. We're going to go with somebody else right now. But here is my email. Please email me because, um, I like we, yeah, I like your work and would want, would want to work with you in the future. And it's just like, keep being a, a kind person, wish people well. Like, you'll always get mm. opportunities to do more. And like, you, the thing is, the world is so small. Mm. Let me tell you, I've, I've been in, I've been in, where was that? I was in Bolivia. I bumped into someone who I volunteered with in Tanzania like three yeah. years before. This yeah. world is small. As long as you're mm-hmm. kind to people, you actually want to see people succeed and you want to genuinely help. I just believe you always get opportunities. It might yeah. not happen straight away. You have to be patient, but mm. you always get opportunities to help where you can, to just do work, to build projects, to build up your experience yeah. and eventually get what you really, the clients that you really want. Yeah. yeah. Just going back to, you know, you mentioned research proposal. So for someone perhaps who's still in their final year of uni and all of their friends are going into, you know, grads, like, the traditional grad scheme route but this person you know like us kind of wanted to go their own way they may have some skills that they don't they don't quite know yet how to market or like become a freelancer on Mm -hmm. um for example one of my housemates she previous housemate she's now just traveling around and she has a remote job as a copywriter because she was an english grad Mm -hmm. and i guess for someone like that what advice would you give when if if someone does want to be a solopreneur and yeah where do they learn the business skills because having the skills that is marketable like you know copywriting designing is one thing but actually selling that skill and getting clients is another thing right yeah i mean i'm still learning a lot and so i'm not i can't ever say this is definitely Definitely the way mm. to do it but I would say spending time like for example if you reach out to a client one thing that I did that was actually proved that was good in, in terms of getting me having conversations with clients was like I would sometimes like do a if I'd see someone doesn't have a website that is more up to date or modern I'll do like a mock-up of it so I'll spend mm. like one to two hours doing the mock-up and then I'll send them I'll be like hi I did the here's a mock-up, let me know if you're interested because that way you're giving them something for free before you, they've even asked for it and it's showing so that you've really taken the time to care and I think a lot of it is you just have to take the time. So if you're in university right now, I definitely say like start with a portfolio, start helping, if, if you don't feel confident enough to actually start getting jobs, start helping people you know who need I, who, who need kind of the value they're offering and start building up a portfolio because when you have a portfolio, no no one's going to say oh this was for your friend or this was for your auntie so yeah. it doesn't count people are just going to say oh wow you've done you've created this that's yeah. awesome so there's always ways you could start you could even do like almost projects that don't exist like hypothetical projects as mm-hmm. a way to build up your portfolio you just have to really be creative in terms of the way you think and just have the mindset wow there's really opportunity everywhere let me just try and turn different encounters or help people do make things opportunities not in a malicious or manipulative Mm. way but like help other people when you help other people you're helping yourself and I think especially in like London or you know lots of university towns there's so many different ways to help other people collaborate share ideas Mm. and like use that as a way to build projects for your portfolio yeah absolutely and I think what would you say I think that I actually came into this wanting to ask you this question because I'm thinking about starting you know my own kind of online business as well I'm I you're you're a lot more brave than me because I'm very 
vice versa. And, you know, this is why I got like a full-time job to, to actually just work and have a salary. But definitely, I'm, I'm definitely trying to start investing more and I, I need a lot more of passive, passive income strategies. And I think in this 2020, you know, like with the reset, like there's talks of recession coming. I think it's, it's really important that people become more responsible in how they earn their income. Like one income mm-hmm. is just not enough, especially if, you know, you want to retire early or you want to have that freedom quite early on. You don't want to be reliant on a company to give you, you know, your living, especially I think with millennials, you know, younger people in the younger generation that's coming. I think, you know, there's definitely a rise in people just not wanting to you know do the whole nine to five thing mm. so for me i i really do want to start you know kind of going down the route of what you're doing now which is so exciting because i get to ask you for advice yeah. <laughs> but yeah i think my advice for people is youtube everything because yeah. there's so many what? people like the content in youtube is just great and you're helping someone monetize you know yeah. their youtube videos um, and also podcasts as well because often podcasts people podcasts can sometimes be more relaxed people give a lot more information there's so much and I think it really comes down to just seeing the world as a place full of opportunities and like there's people to learn from there's people to connect with and like I think when you go into the world with that mindset you see it it really helps you especially when you're like freelancing or starting your own business because you have to really have that belief that okay even if this person says no there'll be somebody who says yes there'll be somebody who Mm. sees value and I always think about it like there's billions of people in this in this world there will always even if you had like (laughs) 0.01% of those people as your customers I don't even know how many thousands that would be but that would be more than enough if you if you see it that way that yes there's people I just need to try different things maybe it's networking in person or networking Mm. online or putting myself out there or cold calling cold emailing you just have to try different things I don't think there's always there's going to be one way you just have to try different things yeah see what works and just yeah don't be afraid to to keep putting yourself out there yeah definitely I think you should wrap things up here just so we've been we've graduated we've both graduated kind of like six months now six months post-graduation I guess it'll be great to end on the note of like anything that we want to give advice for recent grads or you know anyone in third year or final year right now kind of panicking because they still haven't secured that grad job Mm. I'd say what I really has helped me is like we all have to be honest and the thing is I always get really philosophical but I think <laughs> you it's so important <laughs> yeah exactly it's like asking yourself what really does bring me joy if I was to okay let me because I know there's pressure sometimes from friends and family if everyone in the world I couldn't mm-hmm. know anyone else's opinion mm-hmm. forget your parents opinion forget your brother's opinion forget your cousin's opinion just your your look at yourself what really brings me joy what would I enjoy doing getting up every day because if you really think about it all sorts of skills can be monetized in this world yeah so you really have to think what brings me joy and I think when you start from that place because if you think about if you're doing something that brings you joy I mean it's not always going to be rosy but Mm. you're there's some there's a reason why you want to do it like it's like I want to do this because it makes me feel this way makes me feel that way I love seeing this I love seeing that and I think starting from that place is more productive because if you really think about if if you're going to do something that you don't like you everyone has that feeling that they know that in 20 30 years time they're not going to still be doing what they're doing now if they're going to go into a job that they don't like and I think this life is short it makes so much sense to do what you like or start heading on a path that you can actually do what you like rather than doing something that 
that you think you should be doing or you think other people want you to do because in, you only have one life to live and life goes by so quickly yeah. for, for your own happiness your own peace of mind I think it's best to do what you really enjoy and yeah. maybe you might not always get to do what you enjoy maybe you have to do something else to sustain you before you can do what you want but I think it's really good to ask yourself that question especially at university because there can be that pressure to like yeah. just get a grad job or something that but deep down inside just, just scramble just scramble yeah. to get a grad job yeah 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 absolutely I totally agree and for those people because I know a lot of I've I know I have a lot of friends who are guys who are always wanting to just go for the high the highest paying banking job for those people who are like oh but money is really important I promise you when you're working those long hours and you hate your job the money you won't you won't have the time to, to enjoy that money <laughs> and, when, yeah, and it's also true and the thing is it's like Every the thing is yes, money money does bring happiness to an extent. It brings yeah. that kind of security that lots of yeah, people are searching for. But when you really think about when you're looking back at your life and you're thinking, what do I? What am I so happy I did? What am I so happy I pursued or created? It's often the things that don't have. It's not really to do with money. It's the things no. that made you feel alive and made you feel like, yeah. wow, I'm really, I'm, I'm really being living up to my full potential. And I feel like. And if you speak to people who have these kind of corporate jobs or not that corporate jobs are always bad, but if you speak to people who heavily have done it, something that they didn't really want to do, often the advice that they give to younger people is follow, do what you really want to do, take the risk, like start that business or I don't know, do what you really want to do because more often than not, that's doing that will actually lead to your best self. I honestly think that like money will follow, just like find what you're good at and what you love doing and like money will just follow, honestly, like any job. And it may not always be, and it may not always be like smooth sailing. There may be times where you where you might have to get like a bridge job a job that you don't really it's not really your passion but mm. just to sustain you to but save I feel money like yeah life is like that like as, mm. I feel like there's different there's different paths isn't it it's not just yeah like but yeah absolutely and I think that's that's actually my number one advice is just you know if you are in your final year or your second year or whatever yeah it's just no there's absolutely no rush like take your time don't compare staying in your lane and just I think one of the main things that I'm still figuring it out right now is you know trying just going back to what you were saying before trying to figure out what you are good at and what you want to do is another is a who journey in itself and and it's hard you don't need to know the thing is you don't need to know right now I've met people that are like 35 who's done MBAs and had like two careers I think that being open to the idea that you will have multiple careers in your lifetime Mm. and you know you will have you will love multiple things most people are like ux designer slash this slash you know people are slashers now and yeah in their job title so i think this is a whole new generation of, of work and you know you might have been an investment banker for the first two years and then decide that actually i want to go into i don't know something else completely different like become a teacher or become a doctor yeah. or you might become a teacher and then decide you want to be an accountant like completely possible i think it's the number one advice is that there's no rush just keep calm and just think step by step like you said yeah. The, you know try not to have performance anxiety I guess yeah. and this is what no it's so true because and this is so I meditate and I think that one what I've realized is especially meditation is what it's really doing is really calling you to just be in the present moment because when you really think about it 
that's all you really have Absolutely. and I feel like when you actually live your life in that way where you're just going from moment to moment you're being aware and present you mm-hmm. actually have life is more full you enjoy life more because it's like you're really enjoying you're really you're really savoring that orange when you're eating it you're really loving your family when you're with them you're really having an incredible time when you're with your friends like each moment then becomes so full of joy because you're really just in that moment and I feel like living life in that way from moment to moment you actually enjoy it more you're not worrying about the past or or kind of being anxious for the future and obviously this is easier said than done but I think things like meditation things like that really force you to be in the present are great for that because it really brings you back okay this is it now how am I making how am I really enjoying this moment for what it is and just being being in the moment self-awareness is really big I think I I remember there was a time when a few months ago that when I was trying to figure out my path I just switched off from social media I just didn't want to see I just didn't want to dilute any sort of opinions or perspectives I want I just wanted to really hone in like inside myself and figure out what I want to do so I think that's really important to do that as well like it it really all starts with you and just try not to compare because at the end of the day like things change so quickly I remember Mm -hmm. like I said I've just gotten back from a trip from a work trip from Morocco and I've only been in this company for about three months and I just remember thinking how did I get here that I'm in Marrakesh like you know on an off-site with this company that's paid like paid for it and like a few months ago I didn't even know what I was gonna like I didn't even know what UX was so things could change so quickly so have faith and yeah Um, like things change so quickly like is is so that's the best that's the best way to describe it things change so quick enjoy the things that you love and the things that you don't enjoy just let it go because they're gonna change anyway If you got to the end of this episode and feel like you want to find your career calling, check out fycareercalling.com where I can help you gain clarity and confidence in your next step. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to like, subscribe and share it with a friend. Because friends, life is too short. Find what you love.